You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Well, good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello everybody, it is Phoenix 92.5 FM. My name is Dara Connor. Welcome back to Nerd to Know Basis, Nerd to Know Media. We are streaming live here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. The um, SoundCloud, YouTube, all that good stuff. It's been such a while since I've done it. Um, and yeah, we're back, guys. So if you're we're back. Yeah, if you're listening to us on YouTube, on Twitch, right now. You can leave messages in the chat. We are here to read them out. We have a lot to get through this week. As I said, my name is Daryl Connor. I'm not alone. We don't have the full gang with us, but it is my honor and privilege to be joined by the one, the only, Mr. Keen O'Callaghan. Keen, how are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Thrilled to be back on the internet talking live, as opposed to our, as you can tell, very carefully scripted pre-recorded things which yes. are totally scripted and well thought out and planned down to the exact commas. <laughs> the as exact you know, moments. is our trademark style. The exact moments. That's when we're, uh, we, we planned this out really, really well. <laughs> as you, as you can expect. But no, it is, it is my distinct pleasure to welcome you back, sir, to a live show because it's been such a very long time since we've actually done it. I had a look because we've been streaming the rewind on, um, on the channel for the past, uh, not last week, but the week before we actually did two shows. And, the last time that the channel was used was like May 2021. Ah! So, oh my goodness, it's been a very long time, and obviously, a lot has happened. We're on show 138 now. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Well, almost <laughs> we're getting there. The big uh, 138 think, we've been hyping up for the past few episodes. And I think the last show that we did together uh, on the channel was like show 199. <laughs> so there's been a lot and what I will do folks uh, if it's your first time oh my checking- god last week I've just realised you've missed our, the opportunity to get our Simpsons 137 episode spectacular gags in oh man what yeah, a missed opportunity that's because Lisa isn't here and she ah. would have reminded us so <laughs> that, that is that is that is on her I'm going to blame her <laughs> she shouldn't have let us but anyway um, no as I said like it's uh it's cool to have everyone back in the in like in this live format and have it there because it's it's been a while since we've been able to do it. As I said, like, so what I'm gonna do is, guys, if this is your first show, if you're checking us out here on Phoenix 32.5 FM, welcome. Thank you so much. Um, I would encourage you to go over to ner- to nerdtonowmedia.com and uh, or even nerdtonowmedia on YouTube and subscribe because that helps us out a lot. And also, we're gonna have a lot more content dropping there. Shows that we missed because of 
basically technical issues. Um, literally, it wasn't a joke. We just weren't able to do it. So we're going to actually put those shows up on YouTube with new graphics for you guys to check out. And um, yeah, they're going to be there for pos- uh, posterity. They are up on our Spotify iTunes, all that goes. Well, iTunes isn't a thing anymore. It's Apple Music, I was told you today. So Apple Podcasts, which is a weird name. Oh, no. So, yeah. So, like, wait, are we on Apple Music? We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts? Yes, Oh, my goodness. That's a a whole app I have to figure out how to work. Well, to be fair, I think it comes preloaded in Apple software. Any any Apple product I have that is, like, updated to the regular stuff, it's just there. No iTunes, though. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, that was quite a huge amount of technical stuff. I have a lot of not up-to-date things to talk about, so I'm going to trust that you have a, I believe you have a film to cover, don't you, Dara? Uh, yeah, well, there's there's a lot to get through this week. We're going to talk about uh, two cons that are coming up. Obviously, mm-hmm. the big one being DCC. There's also a security-based one, which I only found out about today, which is pretty cool. Uh, we have some gaming news, uh, some film news in general, and also, uh, yes, a review of uh, Studio 666, which is the Dave Grohl horror movie, which is very Okay, weird. I've, I've no idea who Dave Grohl is. Can you take Leeds us sing- through this okay. like, from scratch? So Dave Grohl is lead singer of the Foo Fighters. Ah, um, okay. All right. I'm with you now. And the movie is out. Well, it's weird. It had a limited release. So I, I heard about it a little while ago and I was just like, um, okay, uh, that's, that's a weird movie, uh, a weird idea for a movie. And I was like, I have to see that when it comes out. And then I, I was just scrolling through my phone during the week. And I'm like, oh, whoa, it's, it's out now. <laughs> I should probably go see yeah. it before it's done. So I had a very limited release. It's uh, it's still in theaters now at the moment. I don't think it's going to be in theaters for very much longer. Um, and it has a very limited showing. Like uh, Cineworld is, is the only cinema that's showing it at the Lighthouse in Dublin that I could find. So I went to go see it in Cineworld um, and uh, saw it on Wednesday. So obviously we record on Wednesday. So we're recording a little bit later this week. And um. I was like, yeah, man, I'll go see it. So I went to go see it. And uh, so basically the premise is the Foo Fighters are, as you know, the Foo Fighters, they're, they're a rock and roll band. And they're right. making their 10th album. And basically they're sick of the sound that they have. They want to do a new sound. So they go to Kerry King's studio. Kerry King is a the guitarist of Slayer, the metal band Slayer. And he's in it and he owns a studio that's built in like a, a haunted mansion. So like a haunted house, basically. Where can, wait, can I stop you there? Is this is this a documentary or is no, this, this like is a, a fictional? No, it's it's a, apparently it's based on a story that Dave Grohl wrote. Okay, so it's not real. It's just you know the Foo Fighters are real and there's real like figures from the rock and roll metal community in it, but it's not a real thing. Okay, so basically the story then goes is uh, there's this band and they, they were like in the nineties. And the lead singer was into Satanism or something and killed his bandmates brutally because <laughs> um, he wanted to like make this new album or whatever. And uh, they end up possessing Dave Grohl uh, to, to finish this song, the satanic, um, the satanic uh, book, basically, into, into this like 40 minute song. And it, it's kind of it's about that. But it's a, it's a full on slasher horror movie. And it's, look, it's a lot of fun. It's very dumb. It's a very, very, very dumb movie. But I was going to say, I'm getting like, I don't know, Kiss Saves Christmas vibes off this. No, it's a bit more uh, violent. It's a bit more violent uh, than that. It's kind of like, it, it, it's kind of like, um, 
part of it's like the Scooby Doo, you know, it's, it's like it's like an episode of Scooby Doo, but then with some uh, Evil Dead. Yeah, l- like when Corn turn up to South Park. That Actually, kind of vibe. that's a very that's exactly what it's like. That is exactly what it's like. That's the kind of vibe it is. But uh, you know, to be fair, look, none of them are actors. Some of them are better than others. Um, to be fair, like consider the fact that, like, again, none of them are actually actors. Um, it's it, it's pretty fun. Like Dave Grohl is is a, a likable guy in general, and you know, you know, you've seen him in the Devil makeup before with uh, Tenacious D and stuff like that. So it's not outside of his wheelhouse, but it's it's a very dumb movie, and these kind of movies always are very dumb, and this is probably the dumbest one. Um, <laughs> it, I had a good time. The, the 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 screening I was in, um, it wasn't packed, but there was a way more people there than I expected there to be. I'll be honest with you, I expected four people to be there. There were a lot of people, most of who looked like me, which is not surprising. And um, well, I mean, I I I hate to make assumptions, but I imagine that the Foo Fighters Scooby Doo mystery movie only in one cinema will attract a very specific audience. It did, and I wasn't surprised by it. In fact, I was more surprised that there was, as I said, more than me there. Um, but mm-hmm. it was grand. Like as I said, it, it it's a movie that didn't need really need to be made. It's a movie that probably shouldn't have been made but am i glad it was yeah am i glad it was made yeah uh, like i had a good time watching it but it was completely unnecessary and it was very silly but then again there's some just some really good moments in it where like personally that i really enjoyed where dave girl's trying to like write music and he's like oh, the, you know the the wells run dry what do i do and he's like he, he meets up with the whole band and the whole band are like so Dave shows some songs. And he's just playing riffs. And he's like, "Yeah, that's a great riff." And like, "Yeah, we wrote that song twenty years ago. It's a really good song." And he's like, ah. you know? and it's just like really stupid things like that where it's really funny. And um, like, yeah, look, it's a, it's a dumb movie. It, it's a very, very dumb movie. It's a very silly, stupid movie. But, I know, but compare that but, to like you know, like the Katy Perry movie or like the One Direction, which I admittedly know were not, were not fictional, but yeah. nevertheless tried to put them in the best light possible. This sounds like that just a wonderful delightful gem i'm surprised oh, it that it exists you know yeah and that's 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 the weird thing about it is because like spoilers they all die except for dave Grohl, right they're gonna go further <laughs> than that but they all die in horrific ways and you're, well, like, if you're gonna be in a horror movie you're kind of gonna want to well, go so in a horrific it, the, way the, otherwise the, what's the point yeah the kills are pretty good like there's a really good like uh there's still it's rated 18s and it's a hard 18 so there isn't like Everything that you'd expect to be in an 80s movie is in it. So obviously not one for kids. Um, but like... It, Again, it's Foo it, Fighters Save Christmas. I would I would recommend that if he's listening. Exactly. Um, but no, it's pretty good. And then the end of it obviously has a has a cool twist ending that makes you think, you know. Um, <laughs> it does. It genuinely does, you know. And it's like written by Dave so, Grohl. I know you can't spoil it, but I'm so curious as to what this could possibly be. Well, I can spoil it if you want. No, 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 no. Look, if this is in on in one cinema, we might as well encourage people to go and experience it. You know, yeah. I just maybe tell me off the air because I'm yeah. so curious now. Sure. Yeah. Got, like pandemic vibes off what it could possibly be. at the No, end. It, it, it's made. It's it, it's it is competently made. It's like it's a mm. competently made film. It, it, it's a movie that makes. In our in, in universe sense, and it is pretty good. But the ending is like one you don't really see coming because, again, like they've got such a nice guy. And then you're like, oh wow, okay, cool. Well, here's here's where it gets kind of weird. Here's the extra wrinkle, right? Right. So, obviously, Dave was the drummer of Nirvana, right? 
So mm. that was his first big break. And then after uh, Kurt's death, he was into Foo Fighters, right? Mm. Well, he, a couple of years ago, he did a, a, a compilation album with other vocalists and singers and stuff like that, like Max Cavalera from uh, Sepatura, Lemmy from Motorhead and such and such, right? Where he did loads of different genres of music. Mm. So randomly, Foo Fighters, and it's actually not the Foo Fighters, but people thought it was to release a trash metal album. Now, trash metal is obviously not what the Foo Fighters sound like, right? And uh, people were like, oh, yes. terrible. Oh, how dare they? Blah, 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 blah. I don't think they got that that's not the Foo Fighters. Yeah. yeah I do yeah. think it's funny that, like, they went through such an effort to make, like, a fake mo- a fake band's history and then release music as that fake band, but it's just the Foo Fighters. It's, I appreciate that. I really so enjoy that. So kind of like the way, way, like, members of Blur have gorillas as, like, their, like, yeah. kind of side project where they go do weird things. Well, it's like the, the original side... band's kind yeah, of its own it, thing. It, it's more like Deck Clock. I know, I know. Right. If, if Lisa was here, she'd know. She's a like, big Deck Clock fan. So it would be kind of like the gorillas at least are a real band that tour. Mm. Right, that's a side project. Uh, Death Clock aren't a real band; it's a TV. It was a TV show, but the band releases music, and I, I'm like, <laughs> oh, that makes way way more sense. Yeah, so I, I appreciate it. You know, it, it's a movie that has layers. It's a very stupid movie. The song actually isn't very good, but I still appreciate it. I'm like, you know what, Dave? You could have just sat there and released the safe music, you know, tenth album. And I said you went off and made a really weird horror movie. As someone who who makes weird uh, horror movies in videos. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's what my band do. We, we make weird little horror movies. So I, I appreciate it. It's, it's super fun. And uh, I would say if you are a fan of, you know, uh, like slashers, just stuff here for you. If you like like referential music. Stuff, or if you're just a fan of the Foo Fighters, like you, you hang out with them for about two hours. So it is good. Okay. I'm not even a Foo Fighters fan and I want to see this. This sounds great. Uh, yeah, it is. It is delightful. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of weird horror movies and things Lisa from Straight Outta Canto likes, yeah. have you seen The Lighthouse on Netflix yet? No, I've not. Oh, my goodness. Okay, this is... Are you aware of what it is? No. Okay, this is like one of those like sleeper hits that came out last year, technically, but its reputation has just been growing and growing and growing, and... They've started making memes of it in the past two months, and that's really made it explode into the public's imagination. It's basically uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson are both oh, like lighthouse yes. keepers on the yes, island. No, I have I have heard of this. I thought I didn't realize it was on them. Um, it's been it on was... Netflix for about two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I have I I, I remember when it was released, and I remember the the ruhaha when it was released but i didn't realize it was on netflix so no please continue yes it's to be honest my description even spoiler free won't do it much justice it's a black and white film very stylish very strange and it's basically about robert pattinson's character he's like a sort of a the junior lighthouse technician and it's literally just the two of them on the island for the whole film and uh like robert pattinson's character i'm getting the names now is trying to figure out what Willem Dafoe is up to because he never lets Pattinson into the actual top of the lighthouse. And there's like, it's got this very strange kind of tone to it where you can't tell if they're going insane or if magic is real in this film because like uh, there's lots and lots of seagulls. And if you bother the seagulls, they've got like the the souls of old sailors in them. There's like a mermaid. It's not clear if she's real or not. And it's just... 
one of the strangest and most hypnotic films I've ever, ever seen. And I'm, I'm sorry that I had to discover it through memes, but I'm really, really thrilled that I saw it because both of their performances in it are amazing. Like we talked about Willem Dafoe kind of just cleaning up on that Spider-Man film that came out um, in December. What was it called? No Way Home or Far From Which one? No Way Home? Yeah, No Way Home. Yeah, No Way Home. So this, between this and Pattinson getting Batman coming out this week, that this is like just like lightning in a bottle. These two like just doing this one perfect movie at the right time and their chemistry is amazing. It's been a long time since I've seen a film so atmospheric. It's, well, that's, well, that's it. You yeah, know, I, I have heard that. I heard it's extremely uh, atmospheric. It's, you know, what? I'm surprised it's as popular as it is because equally I saw The Green Knight, which was on my recommendations for the our 2021 recommendations. And that was a weird one filmed in Ireland. That was very atmospheric and everyone kind of seemed to resist it because it was too kind of uh, abstract and incomprehensible. But the lighthouse has that in spades and everyone's taken this one to heart. So yeah, I'm not I, sure what the difference is, you know. I haven't seen The Green Knight. I really want to. Uh, it, it's it's one that I just I, I keep I keep meaning to watch it and then just don't. Uh, so that's on me. But I think it's mainly because like the lighthouse is a bit more accessible. Like The Green Knight is. I, I To be honest with you, I blame uh, the new Hellboy. <laughs> I think that did a lot because I watched that. I watched that the other day again, and I don't hate it. I actually like it a great deal. But you're talking about the guy, the one with the guy from Stranger Things. Yes, yes. Okay, and I totally understand why people don't like it. Like it's no way near as good as the the OG one with um, mm. you know, made by Gautama um, de Toro. So like, yeah, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, okay, I do understand it, but the Green Knight just looks and feels a lot like that movie. Um, like initially, particularly with its marketing, its marketing. I think. Oh, you're saying the it. director of the Green Knight did uh, the newer Hellboy? I don't think he did, but it just okay. it feels like it. Like okay. when I first saw the the marketing, I mean, like as a layman who doesn't know anything about the Green Knight, and just like for, as a cinema goer, personally, when I saw that, I'm like, that looks like the new Hellboy. You know, it really, really, really feels like mm. it. And I think maybe a lack of identity is what uh, kind of seeped off it. So well, it's I, funny you say that because I mean I know we're supposed to talk about the lighthouse, but the Green Knight is specifically about the main character being the least famous knight of the round table. Like his yeah, well, kind of inadequacy is a feature, so it's kind of funny that's working against the film overall. You know? Yeah. Well, it's it's, go, it's always going to you know like if there's no main protagonist, how are you going to how are you going to like root for that protagonist? You know what I mean? Well, no, there is a protagonist. Like it's a very compelling main character. Right. It's just but, they've, no. they've chosen to adapt the least famous Arthur story. No, what I mean is like um, if they wanted to launch the Marvel universe with, I don't know, Tigra or something like that. You know, did, it's a feature did, that did, it's did, a less kind of, known character. Like they did kind of with Iron Man. Well, yeah, but Iron Man was still like an Avenger. I'm talking like a proper like F list type <laughs> Marvel, uh, universe, Al- like a Alpha Squad or something <laughs> like that. You know, Alpha Squad. <laughs> Alpha Squad is that the, the Canadian one? That's or the Canadian that Al- one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, like oh, the kind man. of characters who will get killed in the start of a story to raise the stakes. Oh, like in uh, Suicide like Squad, forgotten existed. Those kind of ones, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I also apologize. The Lighthouse was actually released in 2019, but time is very fluid. 
Uh, Time does not matter. After 2019, it's still 2019. <laughs> still is, folks. Yeah. We're just kind of getting there. So don't worry. It's fine. Yeah. Can I keep going with my random movie recommendations that I just happened to stumble across on Netflix and Amazon Prime? Absolutely. Uh, say, uh, next time we'll have a banner of that written out. <laughs> uh, but uh, have you seen Attack the Block? I saw that when that movie came out. Um, really? Yes, I saw it when it came out. Uh, my friend was obsessed with like London hip hop for some reason. Mm. Um, so it was on his wheelhouse, and I really like again. I really like, like stupid little movies like that where it's like <laughs> you know kind of goofy but still fun. Uh, mm. So it's this weird intersection where he's like, you know, I, I really like this movie for this reason, but you're really gonna love this movie for this reason. And I did, and like that's that's the thing with John Bega- uh, John Boyega. Like it was his breakout movie. And he's never been good in anything else except for that. And I'm like, oh, man, come oh, on. I know the Star Wars. I've said this before. The Star Wars films aren't. Stop defending film, Star Wars. You know? <laughs> Stop defending the Disney. Star I'm Wars. not. I'm defending him. To put it this way. If it was his fault, why would he be the only one of the mains who's resisting Disney Plus? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's fair. I think he feels as burned as anyone else, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But for anyone, again, I'm recommending things on Netflix that you can grab for like pretty easily no but attack, attack the block. A, a, sorry attack, attack the block is a good like again those comments aside i think his his career and movements after that um have hurt him in in a lot of ways but i'd say if you're just looking for just a fun movie where he's actually really good in it and will win you over again attack the block is super good like it's just it's such a it's weird right because it's such a low stakes movie uh, movie that mm. becomes huge it's it feels like um What's that movie called? Um, Hot Fuzz. It feels like yeah, Hot Fuzz. Yeah, yeah. It has the same kind of like vibe to it. It's like, but instead of being like a small English town, it's in like London, like urban London, you know? I think I, I think know. they're doing Very that good. on purpose though, because like, I mean, they have Nick Frost in it. They're definitely trying yeah, like, yeah, they're, they're, the they're, right vibes. Yeah, they're fully aware of what's going on. And it's, uh, it is a lot of fun. Like, as I said, that's why another reason I kind of like really sucked with John Biega's career, because it's just like, Oh, you were so good. And then I don't know if it was like personal choices or like just bad roles that he didn't fit in. Mm. But this is just like a really, really good solo because his proper lead man energy off him as well. You know, this is great. And it's a really fun movie. And it zips along as well. It's there's no fat in it. It's like properly just, you know, I think it's 90 minutes. It's really like thin. Um but- yeah, actually, that was something I'm glad you brought up. It's for anyone who doesn't know what this film is about, it's basically um a bunch of like kind of kids on like a kind of a council state in the UK. Uh, they're going around kind of mugging people. This is also a breakout role for Jodie Whittaker. Uh, oh, I forgot I she was gave... in that. She's, she's she one of the mains. Yeah, she's the one who's mugged ah, in the start. Yeah, yeah. True too. Uh, you yeah. never now, as 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 my fiance pointed out, you'd never recognize her because she's got that Alfred Molina quality where like you'll see her in seven or eight different things and never know it's her. Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. I totally so, forgot but, she was in that. Yeah, exactly. Like it works against actors for being too good. Yeah, anyway, to be too good at the acting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, anyway, that's a conversation for another day. But like, yeah, it's basically about uh, these kids on this council estate and literal aliens just uh, land on Earth. Not like kind of Roland Emmerich ones, like asteroids hit the Earth and these kind of, they're slightly naff on purpose looking aliens. They look like giant kind of carpet bears that just have doctor who aliens but with no budget yeah but like it's it sounds like it's trying to be corny but it's actually incredibly effective they yeah. both 
look rubbish enough to kind of be B movie, but they're also scary enough that emotionally it works. And it's a wonderful little chamber piece film, which is just them running around. It doesn't go like Hot Fuzz for the big comedy swings. No, but it just has an atmosphere to it. That's like it, very it, memorable, you know. Like as I said, it's less comedy. It, it's less co- like Hot Fuzz doesn't offer a leading man role. Like mm. neither one of. I know. Look, I love actually the older I get, the more I like Hot Fuzz, which is yeah. weird. I I never thought I would get Hot Fuzz. And then the older I get, I'm like, oh, that's, that's the best one. You know, because you, you think it's like Shaun of the Dead. And then you're just like, actually, no. I have that with The World's End. That one, yeah, The that World's one, End's very good. That one's only making well. sense to me the older I get. Yeah, The World's End's very good as well. But um, same, actually. It it, 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 it it racks up the older you get as well. Mm. But what I mean is, like, no one in, in the Cornetto trilogy is like a leading man. Yes. Because it's, it, it's too self aware. That it's like, okay, this is like Huffles could be, but they're like literally just ripping off the fact that what a leading man is. This one, it has more stakes because it's it's in a, as you said, it's in a council state. It's, it's very gritty. Uh, it's very urban uh, in its setting. Like it's very bleak, very bleak, right? And then aliens appear. <laughs> and you're like, okay, so we're moving. And I said, it starts off with a mugging, which is like, oh, well, man, okay. Mm. So it doesn't have that. There's no kind of levity in it. The levity comes from just how mad it is, how mad the situation is. But then at the same time, you have the cast of kids and they were kids at the time. They were like 16, 17. Mm. And they were just kind of like, right, pulling together. And then you get you get this great performance from the whole cast. Mm. And I remember, dude, I remember that movie came out. People were like, John Diego's next big thing. He's great. And you watch the movie, you're like, yeah, totally. And uh, you can see it. And it's just one of those movies like, it's it's a it's a weird it's actually it's like Scott Pilgrim in a sense because Scott Pilgrim was made by Edgar Wright, yeah. but is a totally different kind of piece. Has yeah, that... it's it like again lightning in a bottle. Like maybe you'll probably never. I know there is an Attack the Block two that I haven't seen. Oh, but I'd yeah, say there's not going to be anything like that no, again. You know, no, no, no. It's just the right place at the right time with the right cast mm. telling that specific story. And same with Scott Pilgrim. It's the same kind of thing where like by just adjusting the stakes a little bit and making it still goofy, but like less so mm. you get a great performance from um his name is gone uh oh the the michael cena My, yeah michael cena exactly yeah so like it's it's our michael sierra is it whatever his Sarah. name is. yeah Sarah, michael sarah yeah um so yeah look i'd say that's a, that's a solid recommendation if you haven't seen attack the block or scott pilgrim both are worth your time yeah or the lighthouse or i'd stand or up for the green knight I've, I've i'm starting to lose friends over it no man, i'm gonna you know, I, I, I gotta I stand a, by your convictions look i have a four and a half hour flight over to athens now on <laughs> sunday i'm probably going to just watch the green the green night over there so yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good atmosphere film I, I in a weird way this sounds like a faint praise but i would definitely <laughs> stick it on in like the background of a party it's no, just you, a very hypnotic looking film you, you know, know what though you know what though that sounds like the fifth element. Um, yeah, I suppose that would that's a weird common ground the two would have. Yeah, well, the I reason mean, it just what... makes Wicklow particularly look gorgeous, you know. But I mean, as far as what you said, background, right? Uh, a friend of mine had had uh, the the fifth element on in the background the other day, mm. and uh, it's the perfect background movie because you're like walking around, and you're like, man, that movie's mad, but you're also just like, it's not too doesn't pull you out too much and if that's yeah. I don't think that's bad I think there's some movies that that is okay for it's like when you watch an yeah. episode a season of Simpsons you're like 
yeah, stick it on in the background. It's fine. You know, <laughs> it's fine in the background. Like, uh, like my metric was, I used to go, I think it was called the Sugar Club. This, uh, this club that was on. It's still uh, there. Yeah, still it's there. still yeah. there, is it? Yeah, yeah, and I used yeah. to go in there all the time because, like, you know, you're in college, you'd go somewhere. Um, and they'd <laughs> always fair. have like a film on in the background. And I discovered Big Trouble in Little China in there. Like, you know, that'd be another perfect, like, it's a great film anyway. But it's mm. a perfect like on in the background thing because like it's on and you're having your drink and then suddenly not knowing what the film is, people just start lifting into the sky. And, like, oh, yeah, right. like 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 Pulp Fiction okay. or Reservoir Dogs or something like that. So yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. movies that they're movies that if you walked into like actually that's a very good analogy. Movies walk you walk into like a not a dive bar but a bar with notions and you're like, yeah, cool, this is great, <laughs> you know. Like uh, it's actually it's like when you're in um. You know, Japanese bar, like Japanese restaurants or even bars, and they have uh, Kazawa movies on in the background. Yes, loads of the ones in town have those on in the background. Yeah. And you just like watch it and go, yeah, that's, that's cool. a Star Wars shot. That's a Star <laughs> Wars shot. That's a Star Wars this shot. This is where they got them all from. Yeah, but th- that's, uh, that's it. You know, I think like you kind of forget movies as because uh, we consume movies as entertainment, right? Mm. First and foremost. And you forget that the art. <laughs> so you can appreciate them as art pieces because that's what they are and we forget about it you know but um speaking of which really really excited dude tomorrow uh i well tomorrow today if you're listening to this so as yeah. you're listening to this i'm in the cinema um i'm going to see the batman Ooh, okay so this like um we unfortunately cannot review it uh this week uh, but we certainly I will I, I can guess uh, i can be like it's going to be good i know it's going to be good but <laughs> but i suppose in a weird way we have the luxury of by the time this airs we'll know how many of your speculations will be wrong this so is true. which is an opportunity we cannot pass up Fair so enough. what are your kind of pre-seeing it thoughts on the batman um it's it's i think it's going to be a very different movie to what we've seen before. I don't think it's going to share any commonality with any of the other ones. Mm. Well, I mean, um, it looks quite Christopher Nolan-y. Yeah, but Christopher Nolan-y was too focused on being a police movie. I think this is going to, or being like a movie with Batman in it. Mm. Like, uh, he's made no secret that he really like Gotham. I don't know. Have you ever read Gotham Central? Uh, Gotham Central? No, I, I haven't read any Batman comics really, apart from The Long Halloween. Well, see, oh man, okay, right. We need to we need to fix that. Uh, <laughs> Gotham Central is not a Batman book; it's a book with Batman in it. As in, it follows the the police, uh, the the Gotham City Police Department around, and Batman shows up. He's like, "Hey," and then he leaves, and that's kind of like literally he's in like four panels. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of that's what the Dark Knight and like a lot of the mechanics of the Christopher Nolan movies are. Not the first one. The first one does have Batman in a, a great deal because obviously, but the other two don't really have Batman in it really that much. And when he is, he's not really being Batman as such. He's just kind of there, particularly with the third one. But um, the Dark Knight is is a great. It's one of the best transitions of um, the Batman being a detective. As in like, you know, although when I imagine Batman being a detective, he's still in the suit. He just doesn't have the helmet on because he's not yeah. like or the cowl on. Um, he's still just there in the back cave doing whatever, and I think we're gonna see more of that. I think we're gonna see like Batman actually being Batman, mm. as far as being the world's greatest detective. We saw we've only seen hints of it. Um, I don't know. I'm getting more of a Gotham vibe, where like it's like looks like a kid really like out of his depth. Yeah, but like maybe still, when he's out of the suit, at least you know. Yeah, but he's still going to like you know it's the Riddler, so he still yeah. has to actually 
figure stuff out and be a detective. Because that's that's okay. The whole yeah, point I definitely have that. heard some comparisons between this to Zodiac. Yeah, and that that's what I'd ima- and that's what I'd imagine we're going to see. Like again, he's supposed to have twenty six master's degrees. He's supposed to be a genius. He's supposed to have all this kind of stuff, and we've yeah. never actually really seen that. You know, I I think um, Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman uh, live action uh, in a lot of ways because he does kind of have that dynamic, and you you see him on the back computer a lot, and it's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I I think we're Gotham is a good call. I think it's, it's a couple of years after Gotham, uh, narratively. Obviously, mm. they're not connected, but like in, in volume and tone. But because it's the Riddler, he has no choice but to be a detective. He, he, can't, yeah. he can't punch the Riddler. But I mean, he can, but he has to find him first. You know, but you can't just punch him. It, that won't do anything. You know, he has yeah. to actually outthink him and outmaneuver him. So we're probably going to see a lot of that. Um, one thing again, and another touch, and this is a strange touch, but go with me here. You see him taking off the mask and he's wearing all the, the eye makeup. Yeah, which is which I'm glad they did. Which I'm so glad far, they did Kick-Ass too. One is the only movie that has acknowledged that you have to put on makeup to do that. Yeah, and it's like because they've done that, it means like, right, he didn't have time to go and wipe it off. Look, as somebody who wears it on stage, mm. that stuff is not. Yeah. it's not metal to put it on, and it's not metal to take it off. It's it's a pain. Mm. But I mean, by by acknowledging that, it means like he's busy. Mm. He hasn't got time to do it. He has no cool. <laughs> he is busy. So I think that's pretty cool. It like humanizes him a lot to an extent where it's just like, right, I have to take off this and quickly change or whatever. Um, that's cool. And while we seeing that, it's just like, right, he really isn't there yet. He, he isn't the Batman. He's mm. he's becoming it. I think this is like year two. He's been Batman for like a year and a bit. I've checked. Yeah, it's yeah. it's Batman's been around for about two years. I think. Yeah, and, and that's kind of uh, that narratively makes sense um probably kind of around us like just under 100 subscribers so yeah so quite... he has he, he, he like he's well he's known but he's not like infamous yeah. just yet um <laughs> and and i think like the the trailer that i saw was pretty cool where it's like uh, the delivery of like i am vengeance i am the night is a bit it's a bit naff in the trailer but Oh, look, you have to put those things in the trailer or they won't turn up, you know. Uh, you do, yeah. But I mean, like, it's it's never really been said before in on in, in live action. It's only ever been said by Kevin Conroy, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm gonna try my hope is that it's gonna be very different. My hope is that mm-hmm. it's not retreading stuff we've seen before. And I think it is gonna be a different take on it. Um, but as far as some predictions, so first and foremost, I think obviously it's gonna be a sequel. They're gonna set up for a sequel, they have announced mm-hmm. it. They uh I read today that they are going to, I don't think, I don't think it's on Geek Island, uh, Geek Ireland, but they did announce today that they're going to do an Arkham, an Arkham spinoff. Oh, oh, like a TV show. A TV show, yeah. Yes, I saw that on the wiki even before the announcement. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. So they, yeah, that makes sense. And they probably, so they're going to set up for some kind of sequel. Yeah. Uh, the Penguins, not, no one's going to die. Batman doesn't kill anybody. Oh, I'm I'm most excited for Colin Farrell as the yeah. penguin. I've been saying this to my friends. I feel like he's in a bracket of like actors, like uh, the main guy from the US office, where people keep forgetting how genuinely great he is. Yeah. And I would include Paul Dano in that too. Like yeah. actors who are always brilliant and no one seems to notice. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. No, absolutely. Like, and that's the that's another kind of thing. Like, I it's gonna be a lot of setup because any other Batman movie we've had, that was one of the great things about the Dark Knight. Mm. And even, even Batman, like appearing in S- Superman, I don't want to see a Batman origin story ever again. Yeah. I never want to, see, I don't want to see Batman year one. I, you know, I want to see him just being Batman, <laughs> just 
just doing Batman things, you know? Yeah, because like I had such a whiplash effect off the Batman versus Superman, which came out before we were doing this show. Mm. But like, um, like it opened and they were already kind of carrying the coffin into the tomb. And I was yeah. like, yes, we skipped it. I know <laughs> this. Great. I know this. And yeah, then they we... start rewinding to it. It's like, oh, Ugh, God, no sweet. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, I feel bad for you, but it's been thirty years of this, you know. Like you don't need it. Like it's it's one of the great things about the the new Spider Man movies, mm. where they didn't tell you about Uncle Ben. Yeah, you know they didn't know. show it. We know, <laughs> we know what happened. It's so. Cool. I'm actually if they happened. actually do. I doubt they're gonna do it, but like if they actually do the alley thing, and and not in like a new way, I'm just gonna start shouting at the cinema. We know. No, we know. here's the thing. The way, the way the alley was done in the game in Arkham City was very mm. good. Where, okay. you know, you, it's never addressed, but the alley's there and you can go down to it and you can leave a rose down or something. Yeah, actually, I'm glad you brought up video games because the, the big thing this has reminded me of, did you ever play the Telltale Batman games? I didn't, but I heard nothing but good things. I would highly recommend it. If nothing else, look up on YouTube a playthrough of Series 2 Chapter 1 because that's the Riddler one. Right. And it's got the stank of all this stuff off it where yeah. he's like a hardened criminal and like there's puzzles all over the place and lives are on the line and you actually actually have to do detective work yeah, to figure out like, how to beat him and that kind of stuff, you know. That's one thing that I'm really looking forward to because, again, we've never actually seen that properly. Like Batman's thing is not he punches people. He can. Yeah. He's really good at it. But <laughs> that's not why he's in the Justice League. He's in the yeah. Justice League because he's a genius. And he's Batman, you know? And oh, completely. And that's I'm glad the you reason that why up, he's the just That's why he's the leader of the Justice League. Mm. Like, I know people say Superman is. He, Superman isn't. Batman is. <laughs> it just is. Like, read Tower of Babel. And it's like, he has... By the way, if you haven't read Tower of Babel, mm. Tower of Babel or Rock of Ages, really do. Um, they're brilliant. The best runs of the Justice League ever, right? Mm. But the main thing is, you're like, Batman is the leader of to such an extent and he's such a genius that he has a way to kill every member of Justice League just in case they get out of line just in case oh like, joy yeah but then what happens is someone hacks his computer and they end up having to undo it and you know it, it's kind of the end of the Justice League but mm. this is the kind of guy Batman is like he knows he can't punch Superman to death mm. well I mean he can but there's a lot of setup. But so he, he does all that stuff. He's like, right, what will kill him? Well, if I fire this gas into him and then, you know, have these Kryptonian things, I'll be able to do it. Um, and it's just, it's brilliant. And we've never seen that localized. We've seen it to some extent in Batman versus Superman where, mm. you know, he built a suit and did that. But we've never seen it like localized. Why are criminals afraid of him? Well, one, when he catches you, he's going to kill you. He's going to beat you to, to a bloody pulp. But no matter what you do, he's, he, know, he knows you're there, you know, because he's super focused and super, like, just really, really amazing. Like, Batman is, like, one of the coolest characters ever. And everybody has a different take on it. But, like, for me, I always admire, like, the the more kind of, like, nuanced approach to superheroes. Because Batman yeah. isn't a superhero. He's just a dude who does all the push-ups. Oh, yeah, sure. He was, he was in detective comics for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, and I he, think like, you've, t- you've hit on something there about kind of his kind of influence there because, like, um, like, do you know the term soft power where like kind of the implicit threat yeah, or, of yeah, action yeah. is actually the biggest deterrent? Like the best bit in the Dark Knight for that 
is there's a bit where like I don't know there's two people in a car and something shady's go down and you just see the signal going up and one of them says nah not tonight, not tonight and the yeah. other says you have more chance of winning the lotto than actually being caught by him yeah but that doesn't matter he's yeah. already won do you know yeah. what I mean that's the most powerful thing about Batman and Superman is never gonna stop you like you know causing hassle on a Lewis or a Sentry you know but Batman yeah, because it's, it's too big yeah you know, it, it, it's like Superman hits you you're, you're probably just going to combust you know? <laughs> like batman hits it you're probably going to hospital for a while but mm. you'll live you know? yeah you'll Man. walk it off unfortunately well you might i don't know <laughs> depends how hard he hits it but um you know that that and that's kind of it like we've never seen that element and i think that's one thing that we are going to see we're going to see this localized street level batman when who deals with these psychopaths yeah. they're like Okay, well, you're in a costume on this. I'm going to come out and challenge you because that's what happens. Because that's one thing as well that's never brought up, really. They mentioned it a little bit in The Dark Knight, and uh, sorry, in Batman Begins, but they never really kind of go into it. By a superhero appearing, or uh, that's the term I'm going to use. I know Batman is a superhero, right? Mm. But that's the term I'm going to use. By him appearing and doing things, he fundamentally changed the approach of being a criminal. The criminals have to get more dramatic or the psychopaths have to get more weird. And that's what they're going to tap into with the Riddler. He's like, oh, OK, well, I can do this thing as well. Well, that's kind of what the Joker was in The Dark Knight. They, they, kind kind of, of. they keep using the term escalation, you know? Yeah. And but again, it was too big. The Joker went from like being the small to, to huge. Like this is going to be very, very small, like very localized where and I, I do think that's going to happen. The Riddler. He can do a lot, but he's also just, you know, he, he's not trying to blow up a city. He's not. He's just trying to mess with people and mm. mess with Batman to prove how smart he is. That's Edward Nygma's thing, you know? Um, so that's what we're probably going to see. And then we will probably see some action set pieces with, uh, well, we've, and trailer kind of ruined it with um, Penguin and Catwoman. And obviously, they're just yeah. there. They won't be the main cast. They'll just kind of be there because Penguin is just kind of there just doing business. Mm. Um, and we will probably see some crossover set up for sequels so they're my predictions i could be totally wrong um, <laughs> but i i i think we're going to see something a bit more localized because th- think about it dude. we have another batman coming out uh with actually two batman yeah two batman are going to be in the fl- in the flash so oh, I, I mean i keep hearing whispers of all these batman coming back but until i yeah, see my, a trailer michael look keep- I've, I've been stung by dc too no, many times no, with no, announcements no, that never no, this is, through. No, so this until is I see the, a trailer, it ain't happening. No, this is the there was a little bit of a trailer. Michael Keaton is coming back as as mm. the, the the linchpin of DCEU. Yeah, and apparently Ben Affleck is coming back as well as um as Batman. To kind that of, is a big surprise. Well, not really. It may, like, he's not coming back. Back. He's just coming back to finish that start. No, story I would have thought on principle he wouldn't come back. You know, and I'd, yeah. I'd be completely understandable if he didn't. Yeah, but you offer him enough money, you're gonna be like, oh, put the suit on for an hour. All right, how much? Deadly. <laughs> you're not gonna turn down money, man. Come on, like, you're not gonna do it. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, since we're talking predictions, there's one prediction I I have a feeling will come out that no one's made yet, hmm. and because of the time period, they seem to be making a big thing about this Batman film being in the '90s, aren't they? Or yeah, 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 yeah. possibly to put it in Ben Affleck's continuity, even though no one really cares at this point. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that if not the next Batman film, then the one after, they're probably going to try and find some way 
to cross it over with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker because they made a stink about that film being in the 70s. Yeah. No, so he could like, be around for 20 years and then have the two cross paths or something like that, you know. Or have someone inspired by the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Or possibly. I mean, like, kind of, I'm sure they're already retconning the Jared Leto Joker to be like a second descendant like yeah and the thing and the thing about as well that that that, another thing as well that's really important to remember um is also that flashpoint is coming up yes and uh, like we've seen with marvel marvel have kind of shown you how to do this you can just softly just hit these and do a recall do a uh, comic books literally invented the yeah they they literally invented the, the concept of this where you can just Softly just hit the reboot or mm. softly just change. Well, DC does it more than Marvel now. Marvel, DC I think, always it has it. a better handle on continuity, both as a strength and to its detriment. But we've talked about we've talked about this before, man. This is this is the thing about the comics. Like DC is always always reboot itself. That's how we ended up with the multiverse in DC. Oh, completely. Right? But I think DC is more gods and symbols, and yeah. like the idea of Batman would be more mm. important to Batman than. The continuity of Spider-Man Correct. living in this place, having taught in this place for five years, like like the stink, including yours truly, over when Mary Jane was like retconned out, yeah, like you know because that matters to Marvel, but it wouldn't matter to DC, you for know, sure, for sure, exactly. Um, really quick, so yeah, next week we'll do a proper review of it. Um, I'm looking forward to it, but I am conscious of the time. Really, before like, so we, have, we have a couple of things to talk about as far as cons that are coming up, but mm. before that, um, John Romero, you know, who John Romero is remind me. So, John Romero made Doom and he made uh, ma- many games. Ah, uh, uh, right, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, founded uh, Ion Storm, where he made Deus Ex and stuff like that. He didn't like so, direct zombie films, did he, or something? No, 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 you're thinking of John. Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking of George Romero. George Romero, sorry. yeah, John Romero is um. The game developer, right? And um, yeah, he actually—I saw this the other day because I, I am friends with John Romero's wife, mm. believe it or not, which is <laughs> hilarious. Uh, and because they—they live in Galway, right? Okay, and they are lovely <laughs> people. That's where Romero Studios is. They're in Galway, so anytime they pop up, I, you know, they're usually at Comic Con. Yeah. Haven't seen them in a while, but um, randomly the other day, I got an email from from Romero Studios, and uh, uh, John Romero had actually released a new Doom Two level. So, okay. Doom 2, so Doom 2 was made in like 1994 or something like that. It was a long time ago. And obviously Doom is Doom, right? It's it's a huge thing. It literally invented the FPS genre. But um, ran, randomly just dropped a level for a new level of for Doom 2 to raise money for Ukraine. So if you're a fan of uh, Doom and you haven't heard about this for some reason, um, again, Geek Ireland reporting, John Romero releases new Doom 2 level to raise money for Ukraine. Um, but yeah, man, like I haven't played it yet. I haven't got a chance to pick it up, but I will because um, I'm a huge Doom fan. So I'm excited to play that because I love Doom. I really do. Um, actually, I, I downloaded a bunch of Doom games yesterday for my PS5. Um, so which one, one of which was Doom 2 because I haven't actually played Doom 2 in a while. But I wanted to mention that real quick because uh, I just thought it was so random and weird at the same amount of time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, thanks to Key Garland for passing along and Romero Studios for uh, the email. So, Keen, um, real quick, 
there's two things that you want to talk about Picard and around the world 80 days I think I'll, I'll park Picard for this week but since I remember giving you flack over <laughs> reality shows I want to talk about sure. my kind of my secret shame which is The Apprentice <laughs> on BBC if you ever there's watched no it shame that I haven't no but I, I love uh, I love shows like this <laughs> I really do it's, it's back and it's so good it's just the most I mean, it's not as bad as like those kind of American reality TV shows where they're all just shouting at each other all the time. But there's just something so wonderfully petty mm. about The English Apprentice compared to the American one, which uh, which I've never really taken to. Um, the, the English one, it's just every week it's the same. It's these 16 business twits who all like, you know, think they're the best things in sliced bread. And they're all making these bad decisions in the leading role. And the rest of them kind of step back and nod and go, hmm, yeah, that seems legit. And then talking to the camera, he's made a huge mistake. And then, like, you spend 45 minutes trying to bet on which of the two teams will win because, like, the edit is working against you. Like, it's Mm -hmm. making it look like there's an obvious loser. And then they turn it around and they win. And, like, you feel like an Egypt. And then, like, they all get petty with each other on the board. It's so nasty and vindictive when I describe it like this. But there's something so captivating about it like it's mm. for the first it's the first time ever that my two-year-old daughter uh had to like stop me yelling at the tv by saying dada calm down <laughs> like, <laughs> like i've i've never screamed at an episode of doctor who in my life but there's something about the apprentice that just gets under my skin it's like car crash tv and it's wonderful oh, it's so well put together this is why so I, captivating this is why i love undercover boss undercover boss does that, does <laughs> yes that for you me did too. talk about that before yeah undercover boss does that for me <laughs> as well i i totally uh i totally get where you're coming from it's, it's this cathartic feeling where you're like come mm. on what are you doing this is great like, Exactly. Like for comparison, my fiance loves uh, the Great British Bake Off. Right. It's so wholesome. And they're all so nice. And you feel so bad when one of them has to go home, but they're all really supportive. Then there's the apprentice at the other side of the table where they all hate each other. And in the, when it narrows down to three, you kind of go, I'll send them all home. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe none of them will win this year. I'm fine with that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll have to give it a watch. All right, The Apprentice. I used to, I, I watched the first couple of episodes, um, the of the American one, mm. um, when it came out, like what, 15, 20 years ago. Mm. Um, so yeah, the American. No, let me. Well, first of all, it's poisoned by association with its lead. Yeah, but, well, that's the uh, thing. You just, you're not, you're, you know, you're just not going to be able to ever watch. Yeah, like, you just, you're never going to be able to watch it cold again. If that makes yeah. sense. Like I remember when that came out, and you know, everybody loved it. And thought it was hilarious, and then there was that's why he was on the WWE WrestleMania because of The mm. Apprentice and Conan O'Brien and all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing, but no, I haven't watched the English one no. yet. But I might. You, the, the English one is much better though because they've tweaked it so that instead of someone getting a job at the end, mm. uh, what they do is they present a business plan in right. the last two episodes. Right. And when they're brought into the boardroom, they look at their like submit a business plan, and they kind of go, "Well, hang on, your business plan is all about." Uh, running a bakery mm. so you've just messed up this baking task what am i supposed to do with this mm. so there's this kind of running thing of they have a very specific skill set yeah and if they don't measure up in the process to that skill set they're kind of like well you know what's the deal with you Interesting. you know so it's kind of it's i i i it's it's a cleverer show than the american one which just exists to make you feel bad 
<laughs> this one, I'm not going to say it's, I mean, it is trashy entertainment, but like it's, it's very well put together and there is like strategy to it. But it's, and but like, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not just watching someone make a mistake and horribly fail and we laugh at them type television, you know. But there's one thing here and, and viewers will, will see this here on the screen around the world in 80 days. I didn't even know this was a thing. No this, one did, so this except is Dave, me, which is yeah, why I, I want to talk about it before we wrap. When you brought it up, I was like, what? What? What was it? And then David Tennant, I'm like, why is David Tennant looking really weird in this? Because I, I just watched Jessica Jones again. Mm. And um, so obviously a, a lot of David Tennant. But uh, quickly, what's the story with this? I, I, I can guess what this is. <laughs> I'm assuming it's based on the novel. But uh, yeah, loosely, they've changed so. it up a bit. It's. So this is a wonderful BBC show that apparently no one saw. No, like it no had one. a lot of money thrown at it. Like the music's by Hans Zimmer. Like you know. Well, look, the, dude, the costume. I don't know if you've ever been involved in costume from this time period. Mm. That's that's not a small undertaking. When I was on Penny Dreadful, you know, millions mm. of dollars. So yeah, obviously there was money behind it, but I don't think anyone. I think the failing was with the advertising. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah, well, I assumed it was like a little, like, you know, how BBC have these, like, Agatha Christie things over three days over Christmas. I didn't know it was going to be, like, a full, like, 10-week thing. Mm. But, yeah, it's amazing. It's basically a sort of reimagining of Around the World in 80 Days, and right. it's which is a potentially problematic story. Yes. But it's great because it's just the usual story. The main character, may, played by David Tennant, makes a bet, has to get Around the World in 80 Days. That's your starting point. But right. every week they spend in a different country with right. like, and they meet this cast of characters who have their own story, and it's gorgeous. So hold on a second. Yeah. So it's Doctor Who. It is. It does have a. Do- <laughs> it has a 1960s Doctor Who feel to it. Well, it's Doctor Who. Learning stuff. No about wonder places. You, no wonder you like it. it no, it, but it's it, more than that though, because the three main characters are like, I love the Jodie Whittaker, so but the, they're much better. So there's the than Doctor, the Jodie Whittaker companions, yeah, and the companions. I'm not ashamed of that. It's stuck there. No wonder you like it. They just made Doctor Who. Yeah, but they made it well. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's no, it's it's honestly it's great because they've they've haven't just adapted the book straight. They've made the the French uh, Passepartout character much more dynamic. Right. uh, And they've got like a female kind of writer character called Abigail, which I suspect is based on a real person because I recently learned that a female journalist read around the world in 80 days, took on the 80 day challenge in like the 1920s, managed it and got a letter from like the actual Jules Verne. Mm. So like, is well, it Verne who wrote it? Yeah. Verne. Yeah. yeah. Verne wrote it. Yeah. So, so it's got this lovely, like kind of modern feel to it where okay. it's like the characters are all great, but you've got something completely, I mean, the Doctor Who thing again, you're in a random new location. So one episode is like a Western because you're in America. One episode is all about kind of, you know, stuck on a train in Italy. Like there's a French oh, Revolution episode. Like it's you, properly like every you, episode is dizzying because you don't know where you're going next. It's just great fun. You've actually yeah. sold me on it. And the fact that it is just like David Tennant, Doctor Who under called something else. I, I can go along with that. I like the outer, I like the, or the outer limits of the outer world or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. basically as follow but um yeah that's that's our time we we've hit time for this week again next week uh we're gonna get, dig more into comic-con uh there is a security conference as well which is on uh not this weekend but the weekend after which i'll talk about next week 
Um, Keen, is there anything you want to plug before we get out there? Because we, we, you know, I'm going to go to both, so we'll be we'll be digging into those. Can I just check? Is our time okay though? Because we did have to do a little restart. We got time. Didn't. Yeah, no, it's we all good. Time. Yeah, we got time for a plug. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, no, no. That's pretty much all my plugs. Uh, apart from to say that uh, I will certainly be at Comic Con next week. Uh, so mm. if you see some like kind of bad back stormtroopers carrying around a protesting two-year-old it's probably me i'll be one of them so come up and say hello if you're a fan of the show we love meeting people who listen to it you know absolutely yeah i'm gonna do my best to go as well uh probably be there on a saturday or sunday i'm not too sure just yet but um we will let you know obviously uh, next week we're gonna dig into that uh more and then um yeah because again uh, we, we, we intend to do some panels uh, next time for summer or be there in a more uh, yeah, yeah. full capacity. A friend of the show, Lisa, she has a panel, yeah. uh, the Straight of Canto one. Yeah, we just totally kind of, it, it all happened really fast and we kind of mm. forgot about it. So we're, we're, we're going to get more on, t- on touch that as well uh, going forward. But again, guys, thank you so much for checking us out. If this is your first show, please go over to nerdtonemedia.com. Uh, you know, like the show, subscribe, follow us on social media, like the YouTube channel. And again, uh, we'll be here next week, every single week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. And of course on Twitch and YouTube. So guys, thank you very, very much. We will be back next week. So until then, goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 